Hey, everyone. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hamil Javeri alongside Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. Happy 2020. The ha- excitement in the room is electric. <laughs> Happy 2020. <laughs> Starting the year off. Cutting you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the right way to start it. It sounds so weird saying that. Like, I like saying 2020. I think it's going to be... It's definitely easier to say than 2019. Very much easier than 2019. We have been out for a couple of weeks enjoying the holidays, spending some quality time with the family. But now we're back. We're ready. We're re-energized. This week, we are going to be talking about uh, the NFL Wild Card Playoffs starring uh, Tom Brady. We have our social media moment of the week featuring Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers. And in our not sports, but whatever segment, we're going to hit up the new Star Wars movie. All right. So, Stephen, can you please kick us off and tell us a little bit of context about Tom Brady, NFL wildcard, and everything that's happening there? So it's kind of weird because the the Patriots haven't played in on a, in a wild card weekend for like, I don't even know how many years. It's like, like 10 years. It's like 10 years. So they're kind of slumming it. It's like, yeah. it's like when a television star goes to movies. And then has to come back to television. It's one of those, like a David (laughs) Caruso situation. Wait, but now TV is good, so there isn't that much. It's like when somebody who used to be famous now has to perform on Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, right? Dick Clark has been dead for like 10 years. (laughs) But it's like Sheryl Crow performing on New Year's Eve. Like, come on, man. It's bad. Like, they're slumming it. And like... They belong on Wild Card Weekend because they're so boring to watch. And it's because... Tom Brady isn't as good as he used to be, which is interesting because his contract is up after this year. And like how they set it up, it's basically guaranteed that he's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Which is kind of wild to think about. It's super wild to think about. And we have talked a lot about Tom Brady on the podcast before. We've talked a lot about the Patriots on this podcast before in terms of the context for this entire season, which is that this wild card for them having to play in the wildcard spot is not an actual total surprise. It's not like they had a late season collapse or something. This is something that is uh, <laughs> Evan shaking his head. They did lose to the Dolphins. <laughs> right. It was one game, one yeah. week where they had a collapse. But Right. And, and that's happened in past years. They always seem to lose to the Dolphins in December, which is kind of weird because the Dolphins are usually a bad team. But this year, losing in Foxborough was weird. Yeah, but but we could see this coming, right? Like, we've been talking about this all season. Mm-hmm. Is Tom Brady washed? Like, he's not where he used to be. He does not have the receivers that he used to have. Right. So it's not a total surprise. But what I have not seen a lot of is kind of the sentimentality that this might be the last time we see Brady suit up for the Patriots. Right. Like, Brady might never play for the Patriots after Saturday, which is weird because it's in, like, a couple days. Yes. And if I was guessing... I would say that he's probably not going to be on the team next year because I don't think Bill Belichick wants him to be on the team. Jeez. I think if if Brady had it his way, he'd be on the Patriots next year. But he's just not good enough. And NFL offenses have evolved where you need a more dynamic quarterback to really catch up with these other teams like Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs and Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Like You're not catching up with them with a 45-year-old quarterback. So, But what do the what do the Patriots do? Do they have somebody that they can tap in, or do they make a trade? No, but I do think you can get a... You can find a quarterback in the draft who won't be as good as Brady, obviously, like with the more traditional aspects of playing quarterback, but he'll be more athletic, which allows you to do things around him that make his job easier. And there are a lot of quarterbacks that are available in free agency which usually isn't the case in the NFL. When mm-hmm. teams have a quarterback, they don't let them go to free agency. They like hold on to them for dear life. But 
there's a couple like interesting guys that are that are going to free agency this year. So they they have options. Right. So but those options are the rebuild starts next season and it starts without Brady because there's no way Brady comes in as the backup. Right. I it it will be a rebuild, but it won't be like a rebuild for like a terrible team like the Redskins need mm-hmm. like a complete rebuild. It will be like they're still going to win like 9 or 10 games because they have Bill Belichick and he's the best coach in the league and they always have a good defense. But I'm- They'll, they just need a placeholder for right now. And you also got to think, like, what if Josh McDaniels leaves? Because that's also the brains behind the offense with Belichick, you know, working both sides. But mm-hmm. if they lose Brady and McDaniels, I think you're going to see a whole new Patriots front on offense. And I, I think they could use it. I'm not concerned about McDaniels leaving. I think he's a good coach, but he's left before and the offense was just fine without him. I think it's better with him. I do think he's, like, one of the smartest offensive coaches in the league. But even he hasn't been able to find answers with Brady. I think it's so the the cultural aspect of this in terms of not seeing Tom Brady suit up again as a Patriot, it's mind boggling. It's weird. Like it's, we've seen it before, though, like Peyton Manning switched teams late in his career and we kind of got used to it. I don't know if we're going to get used to it with Brady, but I'm just interested to see like what happens, where he goes. I think there are a lot of places like in play. Like I think the 49ers would be a great spot for him. I don't know if they're going to. I don't think they want him, actually, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, I think there's teams out there that don't want Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is kind of crazy. I just look at him as, like, a Boston guy now. Like, Of course. He's from, what is he, from Cali? Yeah, he's from. Like, like, but I just see him as a Boston guy. I can't see him playing anywhere. Right. It's like when Wayne Gretzky was, like, playing for the L.A. Kings, right? It's like, it just does not fit. It is a, very much a sign that, obviously, the peak of your career is over, and you're kind of clinging on to something that might not have uh, uh, the same importance. Jordan with the Bulls. This would be basically. You mean the Wizards? Yeah, the Wizards. God, I forgot he played. I forgot the <laughs> team name. They're just bad all around. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 like athletes that you associate with one specific team and then forget that, oh, for the tail end of their career, they might have hopped around a little bit. To, um, and it's weird to me that Brady wouldn't just, just let it go. Like, he would just be like, all right, this great career, a bunch of Super Bowls, I'm out. I think he might be forced to. Like, I, I'm thinking right now, I'm, like, racking my brain. I can't think of a team that would be, like, so much better off with him. Like, obviously, he's, he'd be an upgrade over 66% of the quarterbacks in the league. But those other teams have similar – they don't have great offensive situations like the Patriots. So he's just going to struggle like he has been this year. He's not going to walk into a better offense. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think that that's probably the most interesting thing to me for this wild card weekend. I got a place for him to play next year. The Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I <laughs> I mean it makes sense. Like, that's I, not bad. Better than Derek Carr. Yeah. And it's a new, well, not a new franchise, but they're relocating. Right. Why not bring the guy who's won the most Super Bowls yeah. in to give the fans somewhat some excitement? There's I, no history there. He can he can slot slot right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense, but I don't think he's going to want to play for John Gruden. <laughs> it is going from Belichick to Gruden. And at least, like, Belichick wins. Like, he's like a jerk, but he wins. Like, John Gruden is just a jerk and doesn't even win. Well, I, I think that in my mind it's so difficult for me to even imagine Tom Brady playing for anybody else. And right now this has not been a story at all is that he might not play for the Patriots ever again. So... I But I trust Steven's opinion. So if he says that it's a very real possibility, then I tend to agree with him. The fact that he could leave Boston losing the last two games at home is really crazy. Oh, my God. That is crazy. I will say I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win this weekend and then get blown out the next weekend. 
That makes sense. Uh, um, so those are Steven's predictions. Uh, let's talk about Super Bowl. Who do you guys got? If you know me, you know my team coming out the <laughs> NFC. It's the birds playing with all the co all the former workers of Lids, Walmart, uh, AutoZone, Philadelphia Eagles, with me playing wide receiver, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. But if I had to take out my fandom, I think the Chiefs play the 49ers and they beat them in a high-scoring matchup. I'm going to pick the Ravens. I think they're the best team in the league. I think they're the, one of the best teams I've ever seen. I don't. I don't think. I think the Chiefs are the only team that can beat them. But I'm picking the Ravens, and I say they beat the. I'm gonna say the 49ers. All right, I'm going with Ravens Packers, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> um, one, I love Lamar Jackson. I am really excited to see him dominate on a national stage. But I love the uh, QB storyline. You've got Aaron Rodgers as aging quarterback, uh, who's doing a great job this season. Plus fresh blood in Lamar Jackson. Speaking of Lamar, can we do a quick impromptu worst fan of the week? Okay. The Hit woman me. that wrote the <gasps> op-ed piece. Karen. 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 By the way, my mom's name is Karen. <laughs> God, and was it your mom? She, no, but she fits the profile. <laughs> anyway, what the, what was her thing? like? That he could have used the money on that he spent on his offensive lineman to buy Rolexes to charity. Yeah, so the context for this, for the worst fan of the week that Stephen has slid in here as a curveball for all of us, is uh, this woman wrote an op-ed to the Baltimore Sun, and it was uh, criticizing Lamar Jackson for giving his O-line Rolex watches. Now, QBs traditionally give O-line a gift to indicate their appreciation for a job well done, right. for thanks for all the times that I didn't get sacked. And this woman was like, hey, you should have given that money to charity. Which is just the r- most ridiculous thing. Like, he's giving a gift. Yeah, one, don't police how other people spend their money. But also, like, if you're going to call him out for it, look up the stuff he's done throughout the season and how much he's helped people in the Baltimore community because yep. just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah, and one, I want to know how much money Karen herself is donating to be able to stand on a pedestal to say, hey, I don't like you anymore because you gave other people expensive gifts. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw this out there. Cause I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. Are there any chances that that was like faked? No. No. I think I think it was. No way. No. That's why would not the faked. Why would the that's, Baltimore Sun put out the fake? I'm not saying the Baltimore Sun did it. Oh. I think like someone might have like wrote no. in and did it. Like the name Karen is just a little too perfect <laughs> On the for nose. me. Like it's a little too perfect and the take is just too wild. But you, it fits what we've like associated yes. with the name Karen. Yes. And it fits the kind of criticism that Lamar Jackson seems to be getting because I've never seen a paper publish uh, a letter criticizing Tom Brady for giving expensive gifts to his right. I don't think the Baltimore Sun should have published a letter. One, That's one thing. Two, I think Baltimore loves Lamar Jackson to the point where I don't think that like a fan would think like that unless they were extremely racist and not actually a Ravens fan. So maybe she's not a Ravens fan. I, I don't think, like, I think that the Baltimore Sun was like, can you believe this? I mean, Carson Wentz brought his offensive lineman shotguns. I would rather my quarterback buy Rolexes <laughs> than shotguns. Yeah, it, I mean, there's a lot that's wrong with it, and uh, if somebody, if it had just been somebody random off the street, inclined to just let them get away with it, but she very specifically was like, "You lost a fan, Lamar, for this like right. piddling little thing." It's because it is. <laughs> Evan is pointing to his skin color. Yeah, Evan doesn't realize this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> they know who I am. All right, let's talk about social media of the week. We're already running very long. Our social media moment of the week comes to us via Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers. Technically, they did not post this on social media, but it feels like a social media flex. Danica and Aaron bought a $28 million house in Malibu Mm. that they paid for in cash. Danica, Aaron, that's a flex. That's an incredible, incredible flex. That might have been the biggest flex of 2019, and they did it like right before the new year. So we could talk about it as our first segment (laughs) in 2020. I'm assuming they split it like 14-14, which like, like, here's the thing. That's only like eight weeks of work for Aaron Rodgers. That's only like eight paychecks. Yeah, I don't know how much money he makes, but he makes enough that uh, he's not hurting to plunk down this much money. Will they shoot a State Farm commercial at this new house? No. Will they record an episode of her podcast at this house? (laughs) We won't know. (laughs) (laughs) My question is, who's getting the most out of that relationship? Like, who's... Who's benefiting status-wise? This is a PG-rated podcast, so we're going to keep it that level. <laughs> is that what you thought I was asking? <laughs> Damn, now I have to cut this. <laughs> I was like, maybe Danica, because Aaron's the biggest star. I was not <laughs> yeah, thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers been around the block a couple of times, so he definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to cut that. <laughs> All right. I think uh, that status-wise, this might be a bigger bump for Danica because Aaron plays in the NFL, right? Like, there's just, like, fame-wise, she's awesome, she's accomplished, uh, but to reach the level of white guy who plays in the NFL kind of fame is very hard to get to. And he's still playing. And he's still playing. she's retired. Where she's retired. But she was so big early 2000s. Yeah. Right, but she's not big anymore. But but maybe she introduces him to a new crowd. Or- Every, no, no, Everyone no. that watches NASCAR knows who Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is. Come on, is. man. He does not. He, <laughs> she doesn't saying. need to. No, here's what I think, though. I think, like I said, status-wise, it is Danica who benefits emotionally. I think it is Aaron Rodgers who benefits. He needs stability. He has a very strange relationship with his family. He right. Needs- now he gets holidays. <laughs> now he has somebody to spend holidays with. But I will say this. He has a relationship where or she does now where she doesn't have to deal with the other family and that's like a big thing in a oh relationship my God. that's, that's like, so huge it's so great yeah she's like she only has to deal with him and uh, she doesn't have to deal with it like all the crazy that surrounds him like even his, if, his, even if they weren't crazy like i don't know what his family i don't know the dynamic there but just i've been in a relationship where the person i was in the relationship with like their family wasn't around they were like halfway across the country so i never had to like meet them and it's just heaven no, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you have to factor in their family. You just got engaged. You know what it's like. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, my fiance's family is cool. They invite us over all the time. They cook for us. That's but... not what you were saying before. The po- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on now. Come kidding. on now. <laughs> this wedding ain't happened yet. Don't do me like that, Steven. But no, but like his family ideally is the the Packers. Like, yeah, that's all she he has to take her to like Christmas parties with the company. She doesn't um, have to meet the brothers. I go back and forth on this relationship. And uh, I guess today I find myself being okay with it. There are certain times when I am not okay with it. I didn't believe it at first because I was like, all right, she makes oatmeal, sugar-free pancakes. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is eating that, but 
It's been, what, two years now? It's been long enough. Um, anyway, big flex for those guys. We hope they're very happy. Let's wrap up this podcast with very quick reactions in our not sports, but whatever segment. We're going to talk about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. One word, Stephen, describe whether or not you liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I said one word. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to say more than one word. You can't uh, censor me. Let me give my quick take on... I. On the three, the trilogy, mm-hmm. I thought as like a collective unit, I did not think it was good. But individually, I enjoyed every movie. But I thought it was like so disjointed just because they switched directors for the second one and like everyone hated the direction he went in, which I liked. It was like, I don't know. It was totally different and new. Right. And, it played against yeah. fans' expectations and they all revolted. So they, and they did a bunch of retconning in this one, which just was s- stupid. But I still enjoyed each movie individually. I think if I was ranking them, I like the second one the most. I like the first one second, and I like this one least, but I still thought it was like a seven out of 10. Oh, wow. I thought the movie was not great. I thought it was actually pretty bad. When I first saw it, I thought it was fine. And the more I try to think about certain things, the more insane it seems. Like, I don't understand. And spoilers are coming here, so if you haven't seen it, then stop listening to the podcast. But... When Kylo Ren kisses, what's her name, Ray? I was like, what is this? It makes no sense whatsoever. And then you see all these people come back as ghosts. Some people are ghosts. Some people are memories. They're just randomly freaking popping in and out of nowhere. None of it made a lick of sense to me as far as I'm concerned. Right. That that was the worst part of the movie was them like trying to make up for what happened in the second movie. Yeah. Those were the worst parts. But I thought like as a whole, I thought it was a decent movie. Better prequel. I mean, better trilogy. The prequels of this. Oh, no. This is way better than the prequel. The prequels, the prequels, are, prequels the, are unwatchable. They're terrible. Like, I went back and watched the first one, like, probably, like, two years ago. I was like, it wasn't. It couldn't have been that bad. And I watched it, and it was the worst movie. I couldn't get through it. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. The the prequels are unwatchable. In this, none of it makes any sense, but you can at least, like, suffer through them fine. Right. And the acting was terrible in the, in the prequels, which yeah. just makes it even worse. The plot's bad. The acting is bad. It's just a goofy movie. It's racist. <laughs> yeah, it's very racist. Um, all right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. As always, please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, if that's your podcast listening platform of choice. And uh, have a great 2020. We will see you next week. Go Texans. Go Texans.